We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, if you haven't checked out yet, our Patreon is pumping out a ton of content. You get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with the weekly updates every single week. I'll tell you what's going on behind the scenes here at Veterans Minimum. A couple of extra episodes pre-released to the masses could all be yours for a small contribution to the show. And it would mean a lot if you guys go and check it out. And if you like some of the stuff, you can see it firsthand exactly what's being offered. So check that out, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. And before we get into today's episode that I'm super duper excited about, it's Fight Island season game bread baby stepping in on short notice jorge masador camaro usman we got to give a shout out to the members of our patreon my guy nick chavez ryan pisner ryan pisner my guy piz come on baby christopher velasquez Corey johnson hoops Derek pleates i appreciate you and a big shout out to mary mary our newest member of our patreon patreon.com slash veterans minimum and if you guys get a chance, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Give us five stars and write something nice. It helps build a podcast. And yeah, today, Alan and I talk about 251, but we have a very interesting conversation with my guy, Sergio De Silva. Sergio is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's been on the show twice before. Tremendous insight on BJJ. And we kind of open up the show with a very, very interesting conversation on whether or not law enforcement, not just in the United States, across the board, should they be required to take Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes and be a blue belt at the bare minimum before entering law enforcement? And it's a very fascinating perspective from someone like Sergio, who's a black belt in BJJ, someone like me who has about six months of training, and someone like Alan, who has no desire to hit the mats. 
So a really, really fun conversation and shouts to Serge, man, as always. Thanks for coming on the show. And enough about me, y'all. I'll let you guys hear my guy, Nick Zav. Take us away, baby. Respecting my city, I'm working off for respect. Yeah, you think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh, this one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah, this dog off the leash. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Your boy Lamb here in the building. I'm joined by two special guests. One, A double E N. Alan, what up? Hey. Alan got what is that? Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva roots a fight. Did you wear it because our fellow compadre over here is a Brazilian? Well, it's tank top season. It's July. I got a couple <laughs> ones. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, I got a GSP one as well. And then my guy joining us. You guys have probably heard him on the show in the past. You were on before when? What other card were you on before with me? Um, that was was that the was that the New York one? It was the New York one. Yep, you can do the UFC gym. Oh, the, dude, I forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah. I was thinking when you came here, it was Poirier Habib. When I came here, yeah. When you but came you here. you went to the gym, it was for the New York one, I remember. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sergio De Silva here, my guy. That's good, my man. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Nah, dude. I've been wanting to talk to you for for many reasons. Number one, what's happening with the gym? When are we going to get some jujitsu on? Shit, man. If it was up to me, I'd do it today, you know? But uh, you have to be careful because people... Uh, all the Karens out there complaining and if you yeah. open up the gym and <laughs> oh god you know but let me tell you something man when it comes to uh i've been in gym since i was four years old mm-hmm. it's probably the most dirtiest yet healthiest people in there if that makes any sense how so the gym itself right you have people especially when it's like mma and grappling jiu-jitsu you're on top of each other you're sweating right you're, you're transmitting germs left and right right but people don't get sick. I mean, you get staph infection every now and then. But other than that, you really don't. How often you hear about guys like, oh, I, 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 got a, I got the flu or I got something. I'm not training. Not very often. Think about it. Your body is building antibodies on a regular mm-hmm. to fight all the dirty bacteria and viruses. You have a stronger immune system. Bro, I always I've been laughing my ass off with the weigh-ins now during COVID when yeah, they got the guys the, have a mask and then they're gonna touch each other the next day. They can't shake hands. That makes zero sense. Yeah, that's not funny to you. I think it's just protocol. Yeah, Dana's gotta save public face. You know what it yeah. says? It says I'll tell you what it says. It says we don't give a shit if you don't have it before the fight. After the fight, who cares? Yeah, because <laughs> because look what happened with uh, Uriah Hall Jacare. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's that got- the first card back. Yeah, that was the first card. It was two cornermen and him, right? Correct. But look at Gilbert Burns now. He fought, what, twice during the quarantine era, right? Or just once? Uh, once against Woodley. That was in Vegas. Right? Wasn't he in Brazil with yeah, Maya? Yeah, he fought twice, bro. He fought because yeah. that was, was card. Yeah, that, what, he yeah. was on he Lee twice, and, yeah. and, and Dubronx. Yeah, I knew he fought twice. Oh wow, okay. So he fought then, and then and now the third, third is a charm. So now Damn, he got he's to been go. active. Man, this card went from good to now great. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to why in a little bit, but I'm very happy that Sergio's on here. Serge, for I think this might be the the 85th time I ask you this, your black belt. Where's the black belt from, bro? I always, I always, he, Sergio is a black belt in BJJ. He's my BJJ coach. He's a good friend of mine. And we've had these conversations on the phone with all the craziness that's been happening mm. around the country. And I kind of reached out to you and I was like, yo, you know what would be dope? If cops 
had to do BJJ. And you were like, yeah, it would be. Yeah, no, I've been, I, you know, not to take your idea, but I've thought about that a hundred times before, especially with everything going on in the world right now. Um, and I have a major in criminal justice. I have a, a bachelor's degree, and a lot of people don't know that. But a, a big thing that I see all the time is, you know, I know the cops have a really tough job. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is I think the training is a little bit off. I think that when you have people who don't know, for the most part, not every cop. I know they go to the academy because I have friends who are MMA fighters who trained the academy. Yeah. Who, um, and they sh- they show you the basic stuff. But a lot of these guys, I'm telling you, again, no offense, no disrespect. I have a lot of family and I have a lot of friends who are uh, cops. And I respect the NYPD and um, any law enforcement in general. However, I like my chances 99.9% of the cops without a gun. Mm. So now, with everything happening, the cops are scared to to you know to draw their weapon. Mm. And if you can't fight hand to hand combat, you don't know who you're gonna go against. I mean, you know, jujitsu is great for, but you know, it's also regular human beings. There's bad people that know jujitsu too, right? Right. That would suck to have a cop be out grappled and then to have his weapon taken or something. You know. Well, the thing that I was getting at was I think. The thing with BJJ is, have you ever done any mixed martial arts? I've kickboxed a bit. Kickbox? Yeah. Yo, the one thing that I found fascinating with BJJ that I kind of fell in love with right away, and dude, everything you hear about BJJ, we got to get Alan on the mat. 100%. It's going to be hard. I obviously respect it, but I'm just not the biggest grappler. It's not. Listen, I put my life on it. I'll make a bet with you right now. First of all, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. A, the instructor is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. B, if you learn something, everyone, every single person that walks in the gym, I, I'm telling you, the first thing is just human nature, right? People don't want to grapple, especially dudes. I, I was the first one that, like, you know, when they see guys on top of each other, like, eh, I'm not a big fan. Everyone wants to punch and kick. Right, Just right, human right. nature, Absolutely. people yeah, want to yeah, punch and kick, yeah. right? However, and I know where Nick is going to go with this, not properly, but anybody can close a fist and throw a haymaker and knock somebody out. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So you can, it's you, also, you, can, you can literally, you can literally knock out Anderson Silva. And I'm not telling you you're going to outstrike him, right. but you can, you can pull up to him if he has his back turned in the bar, sucker punch him and knock him out. Mm-hmm. Well, that just happened to Dallas Goddard. You saw that video that went viral? Eagles tight end. Though. The Eagles tight end. Right, bro, you can he, knock him out. He's, he's down you in the knock, south. Bro, you can knock Mike Tyson out. Yeah. Right? He's not paying attention. Yeah. Catch him with a lucky shot. Hit him right in the spot. Knock him out. Let me ask you a question. You go to the ground with a guy who's just a basic blue or purple belt. No contest. You, you never grab. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. There's zero chance that you're going to tell me you're going to mm, submit him. No. Zero. Not one, not mm. two. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a big level of, um, and I'm biased, obviously, because I love jujitsu. I, I like all forms of martial arts. I, I started with karate, taekwondo, um, then transitioned to judo, jujitsu, boxing, all that stuff. But what intrigued me the most about jujitsu is that you actually have to know what you're doing. And you see the different levels when a guy knows what he's doing yeah. versus somebody who, and there's no such thing. And I mean, it's why it was created. If you go back to the, to when the Gracies brought it here, it was for the smaller guy to have the advantage over the less less skilled, bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing puts a bigger smile in my face than when like these major juice heads come to the gym and they see. I, I got to the point where I don't even, I just laugh it. I don't even go with them anymore. I'll send like one of my smaller guys, like literally blue belt, white belts that's been training me for three, six months. I'm like, I guarantee that guy will submit you. They're like, oh, that little skinny. I guarantee you. Put, put me in a triangle. Put the money up. Yeah. It happened to me. 
Oh. I'm a prime example, and everyone that listens to this know I knows I never talk out my ass about things I don't know or I can't relate to. And when it comes to what Sergio is saying and Alan, it's it's the craziest thing, right? This is I know we're endorsing BJJ a lot, but it's really different from everything else. And you're right about the haymaker thing, right? And I also think it's basic instinct for people to assume they know how to throw a punch. There's yeah. people they don't even know how to no. throw a proper punch. Listen, go to World Star Hip Hop. Sit there for ten minutes and watch these guys. I watch these oh, guys. Yeah. It's bro, intriguing. he's kind of outdating himself wait, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. World wait, Star. Wait, wait. It's or YouTube in general. Wait, yeah, it's, yeah. it's intriguing to watch these guys who think they know how to fight and then they land like one haymaker and knocks somebody out. And, they think and then everyone is like, "Oh, you know." I'm like, bro. Throwing windmills. You missed 87 windmills. Yeah. If you fought a guy with just a basic two months trial introduction, introductory, I love kickboxing experience. He would whoop your ass. Yeah. You know, so there's a saying that uh, a lot of grapplers say, and it's it's true. The mats don't lie, bro. The mats, don't, I swear, it'll expose you. And if you have an ego, it'll show up. We also take in consideration conditioning's everything. Yeah. Like, you could guess that within 45 seconds. I don't care how you, ripped you are. You could you know, guess that. You know why? Because in grappling, it's efficiency. Knowing how to, right? That's a big thing I always told That's Nick. what killed me in the beginning. Yes. You think that you constantly have to exert energy. You don't, bro. Once you know what you're doing. I feel like that took that took me alone five months to understand. Bro, that's fast. Where It probably took me, I swear, it probably took me till I got my blue or purple. Finally, I was one of those guys who were like, I used. To, I remember I used to have a sick guillotine, and as soon as I got my hand around your neck, and this is a new, newbie number one mistake. I see yank, 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 yank. I burn my arms out going with a higher belt guy. I knew what he was doing. Then he destroyed me. Yeah. Right. So learning that. I mean, if you say you learned that in five months, that's well, super fast. Bro. From when you would tell me, you're like, yo, you're good, you're good, you're good. Like yeah. someone might have your back, and basic instinct. Going yeah. back to what we we're talking about before. Where when you're engaging in hand to hand combat or you get taken to the ground, if you don't know, you think you gotta go hundred miles per hour every time. Per hour. And you're like, yo, yo, you're chilling. You're good. You're comfortable. Yeah, you're chilling, exactly, bro. Exactly. How was your day? And there'd yeah. be times you'd be like, yo, yeah. how was your you doing? Yeah. How you doing? So the thing is, is like it's it's the little things like that that help you understand. And I even in the beginning, shout out to Joey, man. Joey from from the gym. Four, Fourteen years old. Fourteen years old. Yo, how much does he weigh? 130, 140 at most? Probably 130. Yo, <laughs> ragdolls me, dude. Yeah, and I'm good. and when I got to Surge, I was like 210, 215. I got a little chunky. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I wanted to, you know, so I could get right for the summer. But that doesn't that helps with body control, your weight control. It helps you being able to maneuver. And I think my favorite part about it, and going back to the idea of people not knowing how to throw a punch, right? And look, I'm no MMA. I'm an MMA junkie. I love the sport, but I'm not going to try to fight Sergio who knows how to fight. People, when you go to these classes and you go to these cardio kickboxing classes, or even when I'm sparring with you, mm-hmm. what are we going at 30%? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. That's not going to replicate a no. real fight. Mm-hmm. We're in jujitsu. My favorite thing about it is that it's very similar to if you were to get into a brawl yeah and correct me if i'm wrong this is why i want you on here just this is my thinking behind it and definitely feel free as someone that's a bystander completely if i'm gonna get into a fight with someone at a bar or just anywhere you know i'm at a carnival whatever and we start wrestling and we go to the ground that entire engagement is a hundred percent yeah that's also how it is on the mats when you change uh, training bjj there's no like, all right, maybe when we pummel in the beginning, yeah. but then eventually you're like, yo, yeah, resist. Like, 
live roles. There you're going yeah. guns blazing. Yeah. Whereas like if you're sparring and shit, it's like, yo, all right, one, two, yeah. one, two. Dude, in a fight, no one's going to be like, all right, my turn, one, yeah. two. So I think with, with BJJ, what it does is it really prepares you for a real life encounter and situation, which is why I think like police officers and law enforcement, it would be such a tremendous add to them to be able, you know, neon belly, bro. Yeah. No, pe- listen, people say it all the time. You see it, right? Like, no, again, no offense to the criminal justice system, but I don't see the point in you having to have 120 college credits to be a cop mm. versus I'd, I'd rather them say you have to have a blue belt from a certain qualified instructors. I think that would get so more. What does 120 credits honestly do yeah. for a cop that's on the streets? Also, like, how many how many officers do you know, guys, where, like, it was kind of their backup plan? Yeah. Majority. Majority of them. Yeah. You know, where, like, if, you, if you're to do a training like that, and it doesn't need to be BJJ. That was just the one that I've... I could resonate with. I think that would be the best for that would be the best one. I think so, 100. percent Because you don't have, you can dominate someone without, like, if you know what you're doing without using literally any. No one gets hurt, bro. Yeah. Like you could literally dominate someone, handcuff them, and no one gets hurt. There's other martial arts, obviously, if you have boxing, kickboxing, whatever. But then you're talking about now you're hurting someone. Well, that's another thing that I like about BJJ Allen is, if me and Serge are rolling and he taps me out. All right, we're back into yeah, it. Yeah, we're back in. Whereas, like, if, if me and you are sparring, yeah, knock bro, you, out. Yeah, you knock me like, out, it's like, like, yo, I might I'm not be in for the day. Yeah. The, the day, it might yeah. be, yeah, I'll be back in yeah, two weeks. Yeah, knows, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think it's it's really it's really interesting, that conversation, man. Because I think, how long does it take you to get, say someone goes to, say Alan signs up, right? Alan comes to the gym first time, falls in love with BJJ. What's the, what's the timeline to, say Alan goes... What's a fair amount of time for you to advance? It's so it's so um, it's so hard to gauge off like have a standard. Um, it honestly, everyone is different, right? It goes to like if you if you have an athletic background, that mm-hmm. helps a ton, right? Um, how serious you are to the sport? How often are you coming, right? If you come, like, what are you talking about? How many days a week? Let's say you come twice a week. All right, twice a week if you're coming and you're really like putting in the work. I would say realistically, are you competing or you're not? Because that's a big thing. Because here's the thing, right? You train and the battlefield is in competition. That, To me, at least. I know there's a lot of gyms who don't like competition. I like competition because, okay, it's cool. We're training in the gym. That's good. You're going with guys you know. But what happens is once you go with the same guy so many times, you know, okay, this guy likes this sweep. This mm-hmm. guy likes to. Now when I throw you out in the ocean, I throw you out with the different sharks. These are guys you don't know what the hell they're going to do. Oh, shit. This guy has a really good this. This guy. So... I like to apply that in competition. So to me, personally, I like to promote guys how they do on competition. I like to see guys doing competition because then I want to see what they're applying. It's kind of like the test in school, right? Like you can be really good in class and you can take all the best notes, right? But what happens if you come and you take the test and you, you don't do really well? So the competition to me is like a test. It's where I can see like, okay, you know what? This guy still needs to work on this. This guy, you know what? He went against a really tough guy and he took him all the way to a decision. He lost maybe, but he showed me a lot, you know? So I, I like to gauge competition personally. So, like, so if I had to come up with, with just a, a rough number, ballpark, I would say like depends on the belt. But like just from white to blue, I'd say probably a year. As opposed to how many how many credits is one twenty? That's four years. No, two I, years. I think. I think so. It's been a long time. I think it's I know, two years. Dude, I think I it's two been years. I've been in college yeah. for so long. I think it's two years. I graduated in twenty sixteen. Just totally 
out of my mind. But yeah, how do you, how do you feel about that, man? The idea of uh, implementing BJJ as I think it's a good measure tool. I think the issue is just look, you can't deny there are a lot of cops out there that have this. I go. I don't know if you want to call it toxic, but they have this bully mentality. Like, how, how many cops are going to excessively use it? Like, we've seen it. Like, some of these cops, they just abuse their powers. So that's, that's a good point. I never so, thought about so that. So, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the concern. It's like, okay, so I'm put someone in rear naked. Now they really know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when you think about that, it's just like some of these guys, they have, like, this huge meathead mentality. And now you're actually training yeah. them to yeah, that's actual a, technique. That's a, you know, that's a hell of a point. That's, that's a why point. it was I good never, to have that perspective yeah. on it as someone that's not. Yeah, I never, yo, I never thought about that. That's a good point. And you think, with, of course, BJJ has. This such powerful origins like there's so much integrity behind it and you would think learning such a powerful tool it's like okay I'll be use this for good but it's yeah, just look there's, there's people no that denying this yeah. cops it's a major issue and just could you imagine if they're on top of someone who's like 50 55 years old basically harmless and now this person's on top of him now the guy knows how to choke right yeah. Away. So. yeah you know what I never thought about that because them doing the improper choke they're killing people yeah. doing improperly yeah Imagine if they actually, like that guy that killed Eric Gardner, the cop that choked him out over selling the Lucy, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Bro, he wasn't, he didn't know. That's why their defense was trying to say, oh, he wasn't even choking him. Honestly, it was wrong I, what he did. He killed the guy, he choked him, he kept saying he couldn't breathe, but he wasn't choking him properly. Right. right. If that makes sense. Man, Man that's, that's fucked a- up. And that, now imagine, what, imagine if he knew what he was doing. Damn, he'd probably kill him even faster. Right. It's just how you implement it, but it's just I don't yeah. Know, if you like, have to judge, assess every cop's character. That's the thing. I just think yeah. now they just need to be more stricter than ever. You know, it's about uh, individual uh, analysis rather than I don't know. It's it's I I think for the greater good, you want them to learn BJJ, but it's just right now, given the it's just a lot. There's a lot of questionable things going on. So I think yeah. it's how it's implemented state by state would be key. You know, you know what would be interesting to see, and I haven't seen it yet. And I know it's gonna come up soon. Imagine you see a cop trying to do something like that, and then they go against the guy who knows what the fuck he's doing. That'd be a hell of a battle. You know, not not to make light of it, but that would be a hell of a battle. Damn, and the thing is, like, and not to mention, like, when you see cop, they have a lot of stuff on them. So I wonder, like, how can they maneuver properly? Yeah, That's another thing, like, across Listen, their if a guy, I see guys all the time, and I'm like, man, if this, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, if this guy just knew this basic hip escape, right. if this guy just <laughs> knew how to bump him over right here, right. like, if this guy, like, I'm, I'm watching. I mean, I'm not rooting for the criminal, but I'm like looking at the guy, and I'm like, bro, if this guy does this right now. That cop's fucked. He'll take his back. Yeah. Bro, and if you get into a scramble and you have the cop's back, you have access to his gun. Now it's going to get ugly. Then it gets crazy. Or imagine if they're putting people like in Kimuras and now it's just like, oh man. But imagine you see a guy putting a cop in a Kimura. I hate to laugh at it, but imagine you see a guy putting a cop in a Kimura, you're going to be like, holy. Yo, that did not cross my mind at all about what you said. That's why I loved having you as someone that's not in the BJJ world. To think of it. Yeah, because the idea life. is great, right? But then what if you got a bad cop because, now you're training him the proper the, way? The thing that I was thinking about was the, the de-escalation of something, right? Yeah. There are certain situations no, yeah, where... In, in theory, what you're saying is correct, 100%, right? But what he's saying is, and what I understand what he's saying is, you're going to give a tool, right? So nine, I would say, honestly, I've had... if Let's say if I had 100 interactions with police officers, 99 of them were cool, awesome, really nice. But there's that all one asshole. But right? it's all... Yeah. But now... You're not separating who's learning. You're teaching everybody. So guess mm-hmm. what? Out of that hundred, that one asshole, 
he learned. Yeah. yeah. Or, or here's maybe one positive. Like you run the classes, you could kind of assess, okay, who's kind of manipulating it or who's being overly aggressive with it. So maybe, once again, it's, it's a person-by-person evaluation. Yeah, but, you know what I do for that? And I'm ex- I'm exposing myself right now for my students who Edmund here. If I, and I don't have a lot of guys like that. I have one kid, actually. I'm not going to name him here. And I think you know who he is. Yeah. He's a younger kid. What I do, I take my best guy, heavier, stronger, and more skilled. And I put him with him the most times. So you humble him. I humble well, him. Well, that was what I was going to get to because I also think there's a level of humility that comes with it too. 100%. That also Bro, there's no you. egos in jiu-jitsu. I swear to God. Yeah. There's always... I, I tweeted something the other day because someone posted a video on... Uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet uh, of a fucking like a leopard, bro. A cheetah go Whoa. into the river. Check it out on my Twitter. And grabs an alligator in the river and fucking climbs out. Man. of the river with the alligator in his mouth and i just retweeted and it kind of went like viral like a bunch of people retweeted and it was a, i just wrote like there's always a bigger badder person you know i've experienced that in myself i'm i'm like the most humble guy because i know i've i've had my ass kicked on the mats mm. bro i've I've trained with the best guys in the world uh all the novo neon guys you're asking me about where i got my black belt i got it from novo neon vitor shaolin one of the best grapplers of all time lightweight um that's the same camp from uh uh, Jose Aldo, uh, Marcus, Andre Perneris. Andre Perneris. Yeah, that that's the guy that gave him his black belt. Oh, wow. he, at 17 years old. Man. Vitor Shaolin. So Andre Perneris, who's yeah. coach for all those guys, like I've trained with him. I literally get goosebumps. I've trained with him multiple times. Was uh, that other guy that was 35 champ? Baral. Baral yeah. got his black belt from him. The junior was there for a bit. Dos Santos. Yeah, he was there for a short bit. Yeah, but he's not a grappler. Oh. But yeah, he was there for... So, so Perneris, yo, he's like, he's the top of the top. I have nothing but respect for him. And when you think about the guys that came from that camp, I trained with all those guys. Bro. I trained with Aldo when he was... I brought him to Steinwich. Like, I was training with those I guys. I remember you were telling me that. I was training with those guys when they were in the prime of the prime. Dudu Dantes, Marcus Galvão. Um, uh, so many of them, man. Uh, and like I said... When I thought, I was like, oh, shit, I'm kicking ass. I'm badass. I'm great at jujitsu. There'd be another guy come in and whoop my ass. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'd go a month just fucking training, training, training so I could kick his ass. So now I kicked his ass. I'm like, all right, fuck him. There's another guy would come and then he would yeah. kick my ass. And I'd be like, fuck it. All right, I got I to gotta beat that guy. I trained for six fucking months and I whoop his ass eventually. And guess what happened? There'd be another guy. Eventually, you know what I learned? It's always, always somebody, bro. Humble. Be humble, bro. Respect every gym I go to, bro. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, Blue Wire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Yo, man, speaking of the, your guy that you were rolling with, Aldo, fighting this weekend. <sighs> I hate this fight. Peter Jan. <laughs> I'm going to start it by saying this. I think from a betting perspective, the line is a little crazy. I didn't look. What is it? Jan is minus 290. 
all those plus 250. That's disrespectful. Not only that, man, Jan's, Jan's best win. Jimmy Rivera. Like, he just. Right? Yeah. And he, I know Jimmy. I trained with Jimmy a long time. I sparred Jimmy many times. But what I'm trying to get at is all those last fight against Marais, a lot of people, even Dana White said. I was surprised. So Hudo also texted Dana, was like, yo, Aldo won that fight. Rogan said it. Everyone was saying, and I couldn't believe it. I, I don't know if he won. It was close. I, anytime a fight is close, I never say, like, I never complain about the result. Because that, if it went to Aldo, I'd be like, okay. If it went to Marlon, okay. I wouldn't say he clearly won that fight, but he, he surprised me. Um, I'm biased. I know him personally. I've known Aldo for a long time. I honestly thought Marlon was going to hurt him mm. coming down to 35. I didn't think. I've helped him make weight before at 45. He fucking looked bad. I don't know how the hell he made 35. I want to say it was a fluke, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm going on the record saying, and I hate to jinx it, I think we might have an issue with this weigh-in. Mm, interesting. I hope I'm wrong. Yo, what did you cut to? 25. And you? I've helped Aldo cut, bro, to 45, and it was bad. Like, I thought he was dying. Uh, like, like, crazy. Your your cuts were crazy, too, crazy. Right? I don't even want to think about it. I guess nah, yo, tell me, because I don't know if Alan heard, though. You, you told me, one, what is it, like 45 pounds you cut one time? Bro. Weight cutting in general. It's the most unpleasant bro, topic. Hold on, hold on. Let's make fun of somebody real quick. Bro, no offense, but Stephen A. Smith, did you see him? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love like, Stephen A., but they got to take him off all MMA subjects. What the fuck Honestly, you know what the problem is with Stephen A.? They're making him do too much. Too much. Yeah. Too, much. too much. That's not his area, bro. It's, That's like having me speak about golf. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yo, I understand he's the but yo, face. Do you realize how many young, like, yo, a dude like you, you really know the sport. Really. You know how many young dudes, like, I'm just saying you because I know you, but you know how many young, knowledgeable, there's another guy that I follow on Twitter, shout out my man Marcel, too, if you pay attention mm. to him. He's yeah, always yeah, yeah. announcing, like, I always tweet him. He's always announcing fights. There's so many well-educated guys who know a lot about MMA. Well, this is this is the guy for me. I, yeah, there I you come, go. I come to Alan for so then I, for he, years. Yeah, see, I don't know Alan like that's so why. No, but like, no, but do you I'm see, saying. like, give a kid like that a shot. Give you a shot. Give you a shot. Put you as a fucking intern. Yeah, and see what he, you you're throwing Stephen A. Smith, old basketball dude. That's the thing. Like he's he, he's good in, in the basketball and the Horrible. football. Keep stuff. him away it's from just, combat sports. Yeah. Like even yo, boxing, bro. Keep him away from it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Keep him away. And you would think being around guys like well, all right, Max Kellerman's boxing, but if you put him in a room with say Cormier or Cruz or Bisping, like these guys get educated a little bit. Yeah, I know he's buddies with uh, Arahuani and everything, but I just think there's ESPN has invested a lot of money into MMA, and if you want this guy to be an analyst on the sport, which I don't, I totally, I totally oppose it. But if you really want this guy, at least bringing more attention to the sport, which they clearly want because he's such a huge name, at least educate him a little bit because there's it, topics. It's bad. It's bad. Bro, have somebody write for you. Yeah. Straight up. Have somebody write for like, you. The, the or, whole or, him or, and Rogan are Or have an intern. Have an intern work with you, like your right hand. Yeah. Like, all right, we're going out there. What are we going to talk about? What am I... And, and go over shit you're going to talk about. He asked Masvidal if he's going to gain or lose 20 pounds. Yeah, so let's think was... about this. The fight is at 170. So you're telling me you think Masvidal weighs 150 pounds? Just to put things in perspective. Yeah. I'm 160. Yeah. Well, not even that. I just think that, like, if if you know the sport of MMA and just the process of weight cutting. Yeah, who's going to gain 20 pounds in six days? But not the gain. Roy Nelson. The, <laughs> the losing part is, like, a lot of dudes cut yeah, 20 and they, pounds. That's what I'm saying. That That's what I'm getting to next. They made that into a huge deal. I'll show you my text with my boys, like, who are casual fans who don't know shit about the sport. And they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, bro, I was losing 20 pounds in 12 hours. What are you, crazy? Lyman Good just cut 27 pounds, I think, in 24 hours, if I'm not mistaken. 20 pounds in six days. That's a cakewalk, bro, for a guy that big. 
Yeah. What do you think Usman's walking around at? Usman has said that he. I could tell you. How much? Two hundred pounds, easily, maybe two hundred five. He used to train my Yo. with my coach, uh, Ryan Lafleur, who was oh, okay. Um, let me. The, I've trained with Ryan for fucking ten years. Let, Ryan, me, let me tell you something. Bro. I saw Paulo Costa in Vegas. It's a massive human being. It's two fifty. <laughs> Yo, Probably. I'll bet it's not a lot of money, but just deal with me here. I would bet all the money I have. There was no way he was less than two forty. Yeah, two fifty. I just said. Yeah. Yo, easy. wait, hold on. How much do you think Khabib weighs? He gets up to 200, I heard. 200, bro. Yeah. When Bisping fought Rockhold, the second fight, he had to cut like 30 pounds. He got off a movie set in Toronto and had to cut 30 pounds in two weeks to make the title fight. Jesus Bro, Christ. and the higher, the the bigger you are, the easier it is to cut the weight. Mm. So if Mazda's fighting, I want him 20 pounds. He's like, why are you guys, he's eating pizza. Okay, he's if he's only 20 over, that's not a lot. And let's man. take it into consideration, he used to cut to 155, and he, a yes. large portion of his career was at 155. Yes. Yeah. And he's fought title fight, he fought Melendez at 155. So it's like, I, I don't think the weight cut's the issue for him. I just think acclimating to Abu Dhabi. They're is, just is making big. it seem more dramatic. Oh, he lost. And just the same way they did with Connor and Nate. Oh, Connor lost because he went up to fight Nate. First of all, Nate is a 55er who's also up at 70. Mm, and he's right. not even a big 55er. I would always say Nate could probably make 45 if we're being realistic. Yeah. It's like saying Frankie Edgar is fighting at 50. Well, Frankie's been a 35er. Everyone's like, oh, he's fighting. He's been a 35er. I've st- I know Frankie. I've seen him many times. He comes from the same team that Jared and I started with at Rhino, but we were in Queens. He's in Jersey. Bro, Frankie's my size, maybe smaller. Right. You know? So it's like you saying like, oh, you're fighting Frankie at 55. Frankie had to go up. He's a small guy. Connor at 170 was bigger than Nate, bro. Like everyone trying to make it like into like, oh, he moved up and that's why he lost. No, bro. He guessed out. Yeah. He was he was throwing no combinations. It's all power that first fight. Like he just he got on his high horse for four minutes and crashed. Connor's the greatest entertainer of all time. He's far from the he's not even a top twenty best fighter. I I I think he's I think Connor is a different completely different atmosphere. I think he's outgrown the sport. Yeah, he's, no, he's he's bigger than that. Yeah, he's bigger than once he, he fought Mayweather, he outgrew the sport. Yeah, bro, like he's, it's, it's well he's known. the best entertainer of combat sport in history. Yeah. In all fairness, a lot of people say Ali was like that, but I wasn't alive for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, the power of social media definitely helps it too. Well, Connor to, has done, no one's ever yeah. done before. Okay. I just get upset when people sit here and try to tell me how Connor's the greatest I fighter. I think the only person you could compare it to in combat sports would probably be Tyson, right? Probably. Tyson's my favorite boxer the of all aura. time. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't even think. So wow, I want to, to pivot off Connor, man, he knocks out Aldo. And I feel like a lot of people forgot just how good Aldo is. Yeah. And I also think that. I got a simple explanation. I was blown away when I found out how young Aldo is. Like Aldo's 33, bro. I'm staying on, on, on no comment on that subject for oh okay well <laughs> let's just say let's just say okay okay but let's also take the count though after he got knocked out by connor he dominated frankie Edgar at the july the big ufc when brock fought mark hunt and yeah, 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 yeah dc and all that like he dominated you Edgar think, for five you think all those younger than i am i'm 34 wow <laughs> but what i'm saying is that's why you wanted to stay quiet <laughs> but yo like aldo has been around since wec yeah and it's right. like People just, they just assume, like, I assume he's like, yo, he got to be like close to 40 just because he's been around for so long and he has that wear and tear. This is not going to help me when I get on the mats or sir. You're going <laughs> to fuck me up. No, 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 but yo, I think, I think Aldo going to 135, there's definitely going to be concerns about the, the weight cutting. 
I'm worried about the wear and tear. But I also don't think Jan is that special, man. I might be <clears throat> I might be alone here, but like he's very powerful for that weight division. I, I understand it, but I kind of think to use the wrestling term, Alan, he's kind of fought jobbers. He hasn't really fought anyone. Jimmy's his best win, right? Jimmy's his best win. He beat Faber, but nah, Faber came off that win against Faber. Ricky Simone, where yeah. he, you know he like. Blew They're up trying to capitalize train. off that, I think. Yeah, obviously so, Faber's pioneer. I, I don't know. I think your boy, uh, who you, you who you got the fight, is a real champ at one thirty five. Algerman, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the champ, one hundred percent. That kid is special. So how how you feel about this fight? I've not seen a lot of Pirion, so it's hard for me to figure. I only saw the two fights, Rivera and Faber, because he's he's kind of unheralded. I think they're just trying to kind of elevate him because once you beat a big name, especially a 135 division with not a lot of big names, they could try to push you up. That's why I was a little surprised if Dominic Cruz was more active. They would try to get prospects to beat him. But I don't know. Just all the five rounds, like he, I think when it comes to all-time MMA fighters, like I would like to think he's, what, top three in like most five-round fights. So you have to take that into account. And... Uh, just the way he obviously uses distance. I want to see him bring back those leg kicks, which he's most known for. But I don't know. It's hard for me. I have not seen a lot of Peter Yen, so it's like hard to really make a prediction. But I just think with the experience, I think it's just more of how is Aldo going to pace himself because it could be more the Marais fight where he clearly won round two and three, right? Yeah. He'll definitely use his experience. In that. That's a five-round fight for Jan. I don't know how many he's had in his career, maybe like on the regional scene or whatnot, but... I don't know, man. There's something about it. I think sometimes there's there's levels. That line is definitely wrong, big time. Two nineties, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I agree with that. I think to me it's gonna come down to and we're gonna look back at this. Let's look on the way at the weigh-ins. Mm. That that's what's gonna that's what's gonna sway me to which side. Mm. If he makes weight like he did and looks good like he did against Marlon, I really like Aldo. And Aldo's the better wrestler. Aldo is the better. Grapple. All around MMA Better fighter, fighter is, he doesn't get enough credit for that. I mean, when it comes to his no. takedown defense, well, I, I, he put a Bingo. clinic against Egder. That, that second fight. Listen, 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 yeah. listen, listen. Aldo is borderline impossible to take down, and right. this is I'm talking about. We did Shark Tanks with him, where he was fresh and fresh guys were coming in, and I was in part of it. And I saw Aldo is as Wait, close. What is that? What'd you say? Shark, Shark Tank? Tank. Shark Tank, where the guy stays in, and then you bring in a fresh guy in. We do. We've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Aldo, I've wrestled with one of the best wrestlers. Um, you know, I, I trained with Gregory Gillespie, lightweight UFC, really Division One All American champ. Uh, Chris Wade, also Long Island. All these are my training partners for a long time. Dennis Bermudez. Aldo is up there, bro, with the best wrestler for MMA. It's a big mistake people make. Yeah. There's wrestling, right? And then there's MMA wrestling, wrestling. for MMA. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, Aldo, especially when he's against the cage. Don't even try. But I don't see Jan trying to take him down. Yeah. Nah, he's going to... It's not like when he fought Chad Mendes. Like, Chad Mendes was so desperate to take him down. Yeah. He couldn't really do it. But listen to this. If... I think if Aldo... It's also going to come down to the way and what Aldo wants to do. Does Aldo want to put on a show, get paid, clock out, and retire, walk, go into the sunset? Or does Aldo, Aldo want to make a run as a champ again and be the champion again? If he does that, he knows. Right now, I know that... They, I know Andre Pedernero as well. If he, this is why I love the the no crowd because I'm able to hear in, they're yelling in Portuguese, so I know. Oh. I guarantee you the strategy. If they want to win, not saying he can't outstrike Jan, but it's going to have to be offensive wrestling, take him down and grapple with him. Does Aldo want to do that? That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, how much does that weigh on a fighter to be a highlight and to win? That's what I'm saying. 
it's going to come. See, as someone who's fought, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but you fought on on the Bellator card in, in MSG. Yeah. The first that was the first MMA event. Yep. Yeah. In no, Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, I think it comes down to what is it that you want to do. Aldo's older. Aldo's been the champ before. He's done it before. It's going to come down to what does he want to do? Does he want... What if he? Just, what if in his mind he made up his mind that this is his last fight and we don't know about this? Right? Some right. guys make that decision before. Yeah. Right? What if he... If, if that's a decision he made, then he's going to go there, stand and bang yeah. and try to go out with a highlight. Especially with fighters complaining about fighter pay. Aldo's been very outspoken yeah. about that in the past. He might yeah. say enough stuff. But you also have to look at the intrigue for him to be a two-division champ. That's a huge thing upon your resume. But does he want to do it? Listen, and I'm does talking about... Does he want to like, go on and, and, and I'm going to tell, tell you this as an experienced someone who knows him on a personal level. Although, to be fair, I haven't spoken to him in, in a while. He has a, a daughter, young daughter. He has a wife, and he lives in Brazil. Does he want to do the press? Does he want to travel around the world with the belt? Does he want to do the promo? Does he want to keep being the face yeah. of the... That's you, big. You bring up a hell of a point because Rose Namajunas, who's also fighting on this card, she's coming back against Andrade. Yeah. She said that it was dope to be the champion, but I hated everything that came, came with, with it. Came with it. Bingo. Which is everything every that you likes media. Not everybody yeah. likes that. Like, Ray Connor loves it. But, yo, Aldo, when he was doing the thing, they actually offered... I was going to be one of the translators to, to do the tour. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't go. I forgot... I think, oh, yeah, I, I was dealing with something personal, so I couldn't go with them. Mm. But um, just having the... Tr bro, they're in, like, a different city promoting a big fight. Yeah, Imagine yeah, Conor yeah. and Aldo. Do you realize how much promotion they did for that fight? They're in Canada. They're in, in Brazil. They're in Ireland. They're in this. They're in that. I was there for New York one. Um, this was the first fight. They when went there was a fight in July. No, I wasn't there for that. They were at the... Oh, what theater was it? It was like on Seventy Second Street. Beacon. There we go. Beacon Theater. But this was before. This was when they were supposed to fight in July. Like Robbie Lawler and Roy McDonald was there, and man, the crowd just was so. Bro, hostile. do you know how annoying it is to travel, having to get a visa, going from Brazil to the United States and Canada? They went to Canada, and then you got to stay at a hotel, then you got to leave your family behind, then you got to bring your wife, then you got a kid. Think about it. If you've been doing this, right, even in the UFC or WC for what 14, 10, 12, whatever years you. Bro, I guess the point where you're like, fuck, I just want to fight, get paid, and go home. Right. I don't want to do that. There's a lot of fighters like that. Like, uh, one of my favorite guys is Robert Whitaker. He strikes me as someone that kind of just wants to... Yeah. He's a big, big, big family guy. You know, yeah. he pulled out one of the fights over the... Right, he's from Australia. Yeah. So, imagine how it is for him to travel. What is he, like 14 hours? Yeah, imagine, yeah. oh, you got to come to Vegas tomorrow. Fuck. Get on but then on plane. the flip side, there's guys like Adesanya who eat up that stuff. That's, That's what I'm why saying. there's polar yeah, opposites yeah, but look, when it Adesanya comes to doesn't have kids, does he? No, I don't think he even has a family. No, no not that I know. It's of. a big difference, yeah. right? There's a Sergio. I got two kids. There's there's a Sergio before two kids. Yeah. Fuck, let's go everywhere. There's Sergio now. Shit, I just want to go to my daughter's play. I want to go to my son's basketball game. Priorities change. Yeah, that's just life. Yeah. So you know, there's guys that don't want to do. It. So honestly, I think that it's gonna come down to Aldo. Does Aldo want to be the champ? He's been the champ. He knows what it takes to be the champ, and he knows what he comes with being the champ. Does he want to do that? Yeah, I think it's all about just your personality. Like I think Asanya just embraces it. Like he kind of realizes this is his chance. Like strike when the iron's hot. Like I could be the next superstar in the sport. So maybe that's why. Uh, before we move on, I gotta ask you since you mentioned before the you fought the Bellator card MSG. Did you meet Fedor? Fuck yeah, I met Fader. But you know who was really the highlight of that? Fucking Chell, man. Well, Chell, man. Yo, best podcast. Yo, listen. Alan loves, loves like Chell. Yeah, I lo the yo, listen, listen, listen. Chell is 
by far the nicest human being I've ever fucking met. My son who's here with me, little Serge, yo, he treated him so fucking nice, bro. With me in the elevator, asked me about my weight cut, how I was doing. Like, you know, like super chill, super Sweetheart, nice. Yeah. Yo, super nice yeah. guy, bro. And he had me fooled, which means he's so fucking good at what he does because yeah. that's not who he is. He's not an asshole. Like well, yeah. he always mentions the gimmick and the wrestling. Yeah. yeah. The, he always used. He ran through it, man. He ran. He's the fucking pioneer that kind of took everything yeah. from him. Like, dude, he, like, chill literally couldn't go to Brazil at one point. Like, I, when he was yeah. to fight Anderson. Bro, I'm, I listen, I'm Brazilian. Yeah. I remember what the fuck he said. Yeah. And I love Chell. Yeah. Put it that way. He won him over. I think when they filmed with Vanderlei, they had to bring, yeah. like, extra security because they did tough in Brazil with him. Yeah, I remember yeah. when they tackled each other. But look, Chell's yeah. the man. Yo, so, I dude, how come you didn't meet him with us? We I know I met him. Yeah, yeah. remember? I asked him. I was like, yo, Chell, big fan of your podcast. He goes, thank you. You're welcome. That's what his name is. I was like, you always got to stay on bread. And I don't know who asked him. He asked... Uh, Eric asked him about uh, Dillashaw. No, he asked him about Dillashaw, about the EPOs. Oh, he asked him. I don't know if it was him, but him or Boss, someone asked him about Usman because Usman was going to fight Kobe in December. And they're like, oh, what do you make of Kobe's accusations of uh, Usman doping? And Chael goes... Well, you didn't deny it. I was like, oh, this <laughs> <laughs> Chow's the man. Yo, Chow's the fucking man, And he bro. was going to MSG at night because obviously he was doing ESPN shows. So. Chow should have yeah. been the UFC champ, bro. He beat Anderson Silva for yeah, four and, then and got, a half and then he got caught round. in the triangle, right? I still don't know. Bro, if I could ever shoot the shit with him and sit down and just talk to him, I'm like, bro, why don't you just let your fucking arm break? I mean, then he's not a... I don't know, man. Like, like, bro, if you get, you're about to be the UFC champ, you're, right. you're snapping my arm, bro. Yeah. You're choking me out. I'm going to sleep. He beat him up for four and a half rounds. Yeah, I, yeah. I wondered though if Chael would have been his prime, like in say 2013, 14. Like if he didn't fight Anderson, then like could you imagine? I'd love to see if Son fought Chris Weidman. I think that would have been a crazy fight. Two pure wrestlers, Chael and Chris. Yeah, but I don't think Chris Weidman was up there at that time. No, but Chris won the title in 2013. He knocked out Anderson. So I just wondered, like Chael, uh, a prime Chael, because oh, let's not forget Chael moved up to 205 before. J- Jones and nah, it just became disaster. a money thing, yeah. man. Yeah. But 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 Ch- Chell's the man. I love yeah. Chell. Man. Let's not forget he subbed Shogun in a less than four minutes. Yeah, Chell's yeah. the man. Yeah. Yo, another uh, title fight on here: Volkanovski against Max Holloway. I have... the whole odds in this shit is fucked up. Well, all three champions are big favorites. Yeah, <laughs> and you want to hear something funny? You'll get a kick out of this. Max Holloway was on Ariel Hawani's show. Mm-hmm. And he said that he hasn't sparred during camp. The only sparring he did was over Zoom with his coaches. <laughs> the line moved from plus 140 to plus 190. Oh, shit. And everyone started betting Volkanovski. Which, I gotta, I gotta say, I was not that happy about that decision in that first fight. I I'm not, listen, Volkanovski, I'm, I'm I not think, a Volkanovski fan. He still hasn't bought me over. I mean, I, I'm not impressed with him. He's very, like, technical. And he just does, like... On a very lesser level. If you ask me on the three fights, which one I would put the money on the other dog? The it'd, it'd be Max. It'd be Max. Yeah, I, I do think. Most bow tested. Yeah. That and also like that first fight, he kind of just like calf kicked him to death, mm-hmm. which now the calf kick has become a really big part of MMA. Was was like the calf kick something popular when you were coming up? You know who came up with that? Let's see, Alan, let me test your MMA IQ. Ooh. And you can look him up. You know, there's no way you're gonna guess. I, I wish it was oblique because I could say John Jones. But I don't even think John Jones came with the oblique kick, so no, I don't know this. Benson Henderson. Oh, I was. You know, I was thinking Machida. Benson but, Henderson. Look him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check him out when he started doing that. You think that's why he beat Edgar? Even though I thought he didn't really. Well, I, Benson I, I Henderson. I feel it's a controversial call. Go watch him when he started doing that shit before anybody. 
He's the guy that started that. I remember he would like throw jabs to dude's thighs. To the thighs, <laughs> yep. To the Benson's thighs. crazy. He comes up yeah. with crazy shit like that. And his yeah. cardio was sick. Yeah. Um, that's how that's how I feel Volkanovski beat Max though. He kind of just like I think Max he, let him get too close, man. He's too short. Max has the the re, he let him push him up against the cage the whole time. Same way he fought Aldo. I'm not. I, I, he doesn't sell me. Like yeah, he's good. He knows how to win, but like he's kind of boring. He gets a little careless too. I remember when he fought Mendez. Mendez tagged him a lot in that fight. He ended up beating Mendez. Mendez at that point, I think it was just come off. Uh, my money, my money's on uh, Holloway all day, yeah. every day, and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I like Max in this fight. I think Max is probably my favorite underdog to 100%. win. 100%. Uh, of, of all the guys. And also, I think with Max, man, the, the idea, Alan, of you have to beat the champ like to put him away. Do you I hate that term. I don't like it either. I despise it. I feel like if you're judging a fight, you have to approach it the same way. Because like... Usman, when he beat Woodley, absolutely just dominated him. It was 50-45. And it's like, all right, he didn't knock him out, but he dominated him for 25 minutes. Like you look at some of Jones's title fights, whether it's against Reyes or Santos or even Gustafson back in 2013. People are saying, oh, you got to beat the champ to be the champion. It's like, no, you assess how it is. Jones, some of those fights, like you look at the Reyes fight, I don't think he won. Man, I, I don't know. Like with Max, I, ju I just feel like Max is definitely more battle-tested. He's been in 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 five round pace fights. Pace is ridiculous. I don't think anyone sets a pace quite like Max Holloway. And the output, the volume is it's great. Yeah. The volume is just ridiculous. Like when he fought Egder back, I think it was last year in July, it was just on another level. Like even Frankie just completely overwhelmed. Well, even when he beat Ortega, when he beat T City, he he, looked, he, looked he had like two hundred fifty significant strikes, and that didn't even go. to I the didn't fifth like round. that fight when he fought Poirier. I think that set him back a little bit, man. I think he just did for the fans. Yeah, yeah, because I think Max Holloway's brand is untouchable. Everyone loves him. Like if you don't like him, then why are you watching sport? Yeah, yeah, he. Well, do you feel do you feel as if some fighters might lose, but they come out better and more? Not, I wouldn't say popular, but their stock rises off losses. Yeah, in a way, and goes you have to take into account he could have been a two division champ at the time. Yeah, and people forgot he remember he almost fought Khabib. Well, yeah, yeah that like was that. when you came to the car with us, right? From, no, 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 when he fought Ally Kenta. Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't there for that. But. That was supposed to be one of the 25 attempts at Tony <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> Shit, man. We'll never see that. Yeah. I'm happy we won't see that because it showed that we know what could be would have done if Gagey did that. Well, I also think it's a different kind of fighter, though. It is, but I don't think, I don't think no one's You don't fucking, think so, though? I don't think anybody's beating Khabib right now. Thing is, I'm not sure if Khabib's gonna fight anytime soon. Rest in yeah, peace, not his dad. His dad yeah, yeah, huge man. influence on sport. Well, I was I was hearing a pretty pretty cool story about I think it might have been DC that said it about the respect that he had for his dad when he had the whole incident with Connor and Dylan Danis and all those guys. It's like the first thing he said Go when shout he went, out to Dylan, that's my guy. When he went to uh, when he went back to the locker room, he's like, "Yo, my dad's gonna beat my ass." <laughs> it's like for a 30 year old man to say that, and when you're like Habib, it's like the level of respect. And you just mauled Connor for four rounds. Yeah, yeah not just mauled. He knocked him down too, which is even more impressive. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, with, with Volkanovski though, I do want to give him credit because he's been on this run, and he's definitely deserving to be champion. I think that division is really interesting with the amount of guys that are there. Like you got Korean Zombie. You got T Cities coming back. You got Yair, who I think is a wild card there. Yeah, yeah, had a tough fight. Calvin who's fighting? Cater. Cater. Zabit. Yeah. Who's fighting? I think Yair? Z isn't Zabit. it Yair and Zabit? That's a good fight. That's a good scrap. Cater looks good. Cater's fighting next week against uh, Dan Ige. Okay. 
Damn, I thought he would get a higher so, profile fight. Care. That elbow he hit on. Well, Ige just beat season. Barboza, so that's I kind of. I don't think he did, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was Barboza. I, just, I, th- I think Ige is going. I just think at this point, K should be getting like top five. Like, like when when's T City or uh, versus Zombie gonna happen? I feel like that should happen like five months ago. Yeah. Well, T City had gotten hurt, oh, and then right, the whole right. coronavirus stuff. Well, he they, couldn't get the out whole, of. The, his translator yeah. they got into a fight which wasn't a good look for T-City but yeah. <laughs> or hip hop artist yeah, I don't know like a, a J.P. Park? yeah a, associate of Korean Zombie or take it like fought him in the stands I saw it yeah, yeah. it was just like come on man sponsored by Modelo you're on Modelo commercials you're gonna lose the sponsorship <laughs> who do you who do you have in that fight I guess I gotta go Max I think Max it's gonna be probably a close decision I just think Max is paced that, I think that's what sets him apart from so far so obviously he's so technically gifted but I just think he could wear. He's gonna wear down Walkanowski. How about you, Serge? Now Max all day. Yeah, man. I I, think- I I don't even think it's gonna be close. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I don't think that fight's even gonna be close. Aldo Jan is gonna be close. I don't think the Volkanovski. I think that was a fluke. And I mean, until Volkan if Volkanovski beats him again, then I'll shut up and I won't say shit. But I think Max is gonna beat him bad. I feel that way too. I don't know about bad. I do see this go in the distance, but I think just Max prevailing, the output is going to be too much. You're right. I do yeah. think like he let him get in way too close. And that's one of the strengths for Max is his length yeah. and his size at that division. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for that one. But I think this next one is the granddaddy of them all. Game bread, baby. That's your guy, right? He's up there for me, man. Oh. I- is I think I would put his 2019 up there with anything in the sport, just in terms of just the craziness of it. Going to London, knocking out Till, who had at least have 15, 20 pound size weight advantage on more, him. More, man. Probably more. There you go. The Asker knockout, say we want, but Asker just because I know he retired a few months later, but still, just the nah. At the t- you can't take away from yeah. him. at the time it was Asker was being pegged as this most dominating figure in the welterweight division, and just the. The calculated move to do it and just the precision of it and the timing it was just everything about it was perfect it was like it stole my favorite knock all the time at first for me was when anderson head kicked on oh no, or front kick vitor that was mm-hmm. my favorite knockout ever but Masvidal did task and surpassed it so between that and then pretty much just wild nate like he took nate from the get-go it was pretty much pretty one-sided i know everyone's like oh five rounds nate Masvidal was taking care of him. He was piecing up left and right. It wasn't very competitive. So I think what Masvidal did, not just to elevate his career, but I just think overall competition, you know, I put it up there with almost any fighter in the hitting sport over the past how many years. How about you? How you feel about game bread? All right, man. I got a funny story, and I know you like to gamble, so you're going to appreciate this oh, one. Dude, I cornered against Masvidal um, at Bellator. I was cornering Marcus Gavon. He fought his uh, – he fought – uh, Masvidal's teammate at the time, uh, Alex, what was the guy's name? Little Alex Villa for Bellator. Mm-hmm. Both guys were in the room resting for the next day. They were going to fight. And me and uh, Masvidal spent the night playing blackjack. And no way. I want to say Oklahoma. No, Atlantic City, Caesars. Wow. Cool dude. Cornered against him twice. Super nice. I think we even got a workout in. This was before. This was before, was before Masvidal was Masvidal. I think he had been. In the, was he in the UFC yet? He had just made the jump. A lot of people don't know he was in Bellator. Uh-huh. This is before Strikeforce. No. Oh, it made journey. After. Yeah. Okay. You know he went to Bellator. Right? Yeah, I know he briefly fought there. Yeah. Um, he's actually was put to sleep pretty bad. Oh, that was the. the I forgot the guy, but yeah. Toby Mata. 
Right, right. That was like one of the most like highlight Watched, real moves. Yeah. yeah, inverted triangle. Um, I really used to like Mazu though. Right, he was super cool on that trip. I used to watch him. Yo, the dude was just about business, fighting. Uh-huh. Showed up, fight. I hate this new Mazu though. Mm. Hate the trying to be Connor. Oh, I'm eating pizza right before, bro. You're fighting for the world title. You don't gotta tell everybody you went to Rome and you ate pizza. Well, he did. He did say that he only took a bite. Yeah. For, for people to lose their mind in social media. Correct. I, I do. Think oh, see, that. I didn't see he said that, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll yeah. show you my text with okay. my boy. I'm like, bro, he just did that to people freak out. Anyway. The, but he, well, here's another thing too. He's also protecting himself in case there's any issue hiccups on the way in. He's gonna look really bad. Cause the first thing people be like, "Yo, the fuck you eating pizza?" That's why you eating pizza. Yeah. Um, with that being said, the whole comes out with the Gucci robe or whatever it's it is, Stanley. Louis Vuitton. Um, the the baptism, the hands behind. I get it. The sport is at a different place right now, and like you gotta talk, you gotta sell the fight. He's trying to get paid. Masvidal's trying to get paid, and I respect that. I just wish he was more focused on just fighting. I just don't like the 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 new persona. Um, what is he three and two the last five? Yeah, he lost to Wonder Boy and Maya, and then he beat Till Askren Diaz. Yeah, all right. Um, so not to discredit him, but Askren fight was fast. Credit it was a nice knockout. Um, That's an understatement. Till it was till historic <laughs> knockout, bro. You know, Come I think on, man. Till Till underestimated him. Diaz, you know, I don't know, it's not a top. I thought top. that was a very favorable match. I think I think Usman, yeah, it's favorable for Mazda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think Usman's been being the best thing that Kobe win is big. Mm-hmm. I think Usman is gonna maul him. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I probably would have said I wanted Mazda. I don't. I think he needs to be humble. Ooh. And I think uh, Usman's going to do it. I think Usman's going to pressure him. I think he's going to get in his face. He's going to take him down. I hear Masvidal has great takedown defense. I've never trained with him. Um, I think it's going to be a one-sided affair. And I, I already hear the excuses. He took the fight on six days notice, blah, blah, Well, that's... that's <sighs> Don't take the fight if you're going to make an excuse. That's how I think a lot of people feel. But I'm going to play devil's advocate because I see it completely different. And... Again, your level of expertise as someone that actually fought is completely different from mine. I think he's in a win-win situation right now. I think Masvidal is in a situation right now where if he loses... Now, look, if he gets knocked out, that might be different. I think he's. Right? Gonna, I don't think he's going to be a knockout. Maybe TKO. I think he's going to get like like pummeled to death. Right. So there, there is a built-in... I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's a legitimate reason. Like, yo, you took the fight on six days notice. That's a legitimate reason for you. But I think. But did he really? Dude, What's the persona? Yeah, he's that's just, the that's yeah. the wording. These guys, bro, when you're at that level, I'm telling you, just being in the gym with these guys. I know you're training. I'm no, sure he didn't no, stop he, no, training. He wasn't just training. Trust me. He brought wrestlers in. He was yeah. brought wrestlers in. My boy Sydney Outlaw is down there yeah. with them. Sydney Outlaw, very underrated Bellator fighter, local guy, PA, super good grappler. He's had wrestlers in. He knew that he was either gonna fight Usman or Colby, so. He's fighting Usman. Yeah, even Poirier said, I think on Teddy Atlas's show, Poirier was talking about this week. He's like, yeah, they brought wrestlers in. Like, Masvidal's been going. He's been, bro, yeah. he knows. You know. Bro, when you're at that level, okay, like when my boy Dennis Bermudez was beating everybody, they were already training for Aldo. Before he had, they never, he never got to fight Aldo. He was one fight before. I think he went on like a seven-fight win streak, some shit crazy like that. And I forgot who he fought. I want to say it was the Korean Zabi or Jeremy Steven. He fought somebody who I heard 
you know, the, the rumor was that if Dennis beats him, they would have gave him Kill Aldo. So you know what they were training for? The whole Aldo. time for like six months? For Aldo. Well, that's why I think... So now if Aldo, and at the time Aldo had another matchup. I forgot. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Chad Mendes. Connor, maybe. I don't remember who Could he Could have been had. Connor. Could have been. I don't remember who it was. He was ready because then the UFC was also telling him, look, if something happens, you're going to come in. Yeah. You know, so I think that that was the case with with Masvidal. I don't think he was sitting on his couch eating pizza, bro. No, nah, I'm not saying that. He I'm was sure training he was, and he was training hard. He's also he guys have a lot of hobbies. Like you, you see, hear him in interviews. He's like, I don't really do a lot. I got kids, but besides that, I'm constantly in gym and ATT. There you go. Yo, yo, and he was helping. Who just recently fought? Poria fought Poirier, Hooker. Yeah, he, yeah. So he was his main training partner, bro. And yeah. I think y'all's back. So wait, in camp. so you got to think. You got to think like this, Yoel. Mm-hmm. When Poria's fighting. And Masvidal's helping him out. He's also getting boys, the work. Yeah. No, nah, for work. sure. I'm not discrediting that. I think that there is. I know the difference from when you're training for. Listen, when I'll tell you a guy that wasn't that took a fight and wasn't training for a fight, right? Like I'll give you an example. I think Uriah Faber was gonna fight somebody recently, like a week ago, right? The Asian kid Ooh, from his team had name. paperwork. That oh, was, Song Yadong. So he almost. So Faber was gonna take his spot to Against fight Chito Vera. Chito, so that's a guy that I don't see. I, Faber wasn't. Back home, like, hey, I might fight you. He wasn't. That's a guy that took a fight on show. Would have taken. Well, a James fight. Krause also. I had him on the yes, show. Yes, he, he was on. That exactly. Too. That's another guy. Yeah. I remember when he took that fight. He wasn't training. Yeah. That those are. But a guy like um, see that like a guy like Kobe right now too. If something happens in this fight, and then let's say tomorrow something happens, right? Oh, my, and then Kobe takes the fight. He's been training too, bro. He knows yeah. he's gonna fight either Usman or, or. But I I think the way the way the media is gonna approach this is that there's a built-in reason to a worst-case scenario for Masvidal. But I think on the flip side, his legend, if he beats Usman, say he finishes Usman, which I think that's the only way that he could really... I think early, too. I don't see it. It would have to be early. And, man, I went and I watched watched the Usman-Colby fight. Colby was tagging him up in that second round. Mm -hmm. And there were some shots there where Colby is a volume striker. He's a guy where... Dude, what he did against Lawler was fucking out of control. Robbie couldn't even breathe in that fight. Robbie Lawler just couldn't do anything. Yo, DraftKings, who always sells you short, gave him like 260 significant strikes. It it was crazy. So what I think with with Mazeldo, Mazeldo goes out there and he finishes him. Yo, this might be a hot take. I think only Connor's bigger than him in mainstream appeal when it comes to star power in the UFC over Mazeldo because... The run he's been on in 2019. What about the story, dude? What other sport can someone become a mega star like Mazadal? 17 years 15, in. 15, 16 years in. Yeah, now it's 17. Yeah. 17 years yeah. in, right? You can't say that about LeBron James because LeBron, from his second year in the league. Sport. Yeah, his second year in the league, LeBron James was the best player in the league, yeah. right? Like, Pat Mahomes now, you see it from year one. Right. Like, yo, this guy's a mega star. There's no, like... It's very rare where some shit happens like your your boy Matt Ryan. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan wins the MVP what eight nine years into his Ninth career. Year, yeah, ninth year. Like that's ve- that's a very rare situation where a guy could be in the game. Like yo, Messi didn't happen yesterday. Nah. Like Messi's been good for a long time. So I think with Mazadol, bro, if he wins on Saturday with all this momentum, all the hype train, like everyone's like, yo, you're taking this fight on six days notice, man. The ball's on you. Good shit. Mm-hmm. You're safe. I want to say he's saving the card, but you're stepping in in this situation against a guy who he's been saying I'm the I'm I'm the boogeyman of the 170 division. I've been I've been betting on Usman for a while. Had him in the Woodley fight. Had him against Osanos. Uh, I had him against Colby also. 
But I think the legend of Masvidal, bro, I think only Connor is going to be able to say that he's bigger than him on a mainstream I, appeal if he wins. I, I have to agree. I think that's true. I just don't see it happening. No, no. That's- if, it, if, if it happens, though, I'm going on the record saying this. If it happens, it has to be something like the Askren fight. He has to come out and do like a fucking cartwheel kick and knock him out. Like something crazy. I, if he lets Usman get going and start taking him down and wearing him down, your power decreases. Think about it like a video game, like Street Fighter, right? You play Street Fighter. You know how you have that power bar, the yeah, energy yeah. bar? The longer the fight goes, the more Usman is going to zap into Masvidal and the less power Masvidal is going to have. So his best chance is to pull something like he did with Askren. So if the first round goes by, I think that's it. Fight's over. I think you have to take into account, I know Usman's belt test, he's pretty composed, but at the same time, I don't think any fighter, not even Kobe, has gone under his skin quite like Masvidal. And who knows, Usman could be fighting emotional where he could get into a striking belt. And look, you do not want to get into a striking belt at Masvidal. Masvidal will piece you up. So it's going to be interesting just his mentality going to a fight. Like, I think if Usman is composed, he should win this because... Um, I think Masvidal is very good takedown defense, but I don't think it's anything like he's never faced anyone quite like Usman. I know Maya, he had a great battle against Maya, did slightly get the upper hand in that one. But I just think with Usman's pace and just his, he's such an explosive athlete too. That's another thing. And, and Masvidal, you know, look, 17 years, there is some wear and tear there. This guy's infamously known as the most losses by split decision in MMA history. Like he's fought Benson Henderson, uh, I think he split decision against Lorenz Larkin. Like he's gone to the decision. He lost Ally Quinta, didn't he? Yeah, which I thought he won that fight. But this was a. It's kind of crazy. Another thing, if you watch Masvidal early in his career, he was more of a counter striker. He's someone that was very conservative, someone that was very complacent, which is why he lost those uh, close decisions. Now he's just this ultra aggressive risk taker, and it's been fun to watch. And I think that's what he has to do. He has yeah, to take a risk. I, I, th- I think he knows that too, and I think that's a big reason why he's become so successful now over the past year. Like, you look at the Darren Till fight. He came out with a spinning back kick, and now, granted, it hit Darren Till right in the balls, and they had to stop it, and then Till actually but, dropped him 10 seconds yeah. into that fight. But, but that that's what I'm saying. Right. He will, if he pulls some shit like that, like a spinning kick or a fuck. He's going to do something. Like, he even saw a knee fight. Like, he faked the knee starting out. Yeah, I think yeah. If, he, if he does something like that and catches his one, that's his only shot. After the first round, I'm telling you, whatever the live bet is, you heard it here first. Whatever the live bet is, I bet the house on this one. If it's outside the first round. Right. I just want to clearly touch on it when it comes to... Because I have noticed uh, some people have kind of turned on Maslow. I do think fame a little bit is gained side. But you have to consider looking at his history. Like This guy literally came from nothing. Dad come from Cuba. I think his dad served like 18 years. Like Maslow, he was... He even admitted in an interview with Akimoto. I think from 15 to 22, he was basically sleeping in a car. So this is someone that's literally come from nothing. I I don't think he's kind of handled himself well since the Diaz uh, win, but I think the story and just what he's accomplished in the sport and now potentially just becoming the world champion. Because okay, like BMF's cool. Don't get me wrong, that was fun, but it was more like a gimmicky thing. I think now to just six days notice and just someone that has like that street mentality, someone that's just yeah. gonna take any sort of risk to do it. And let's and even though yeah, he's a risk taker. You know, he has that street fighter background. Going back to Kimbo days, he is very deceptive. Like he is someone that f- has a very high fight IQ. He's someone that's very skilled. So don't Not, let the whole. He's a great fighter. Yeah. I'm, I'm not well, take here, Here's the thing: fame to his head. I understand that, but I think one thing that has changed with me as I've gotten older, and now this has become something that I want to do for the rest of my life, like talk about sports and being able to see it from a different perspective. Man, whatever you can do to get your money. By all means, and MMA. That's a sport, and especially in MMA, and especially in a in in a sport where 
you know, one of the reasons why I think there's a lot of disputes with fighters and their contracts is because they don't sell. Not just that. I think Serge Serge signs with the UFC and he's a hot prospect. And you agree to a contract of, I don't know, an eight fight deal and you're making 100K a fight, right? But then all of a sudden, Serge knocks somebody out, knocks someone out, s- stops a hype train, and then gets a uh, rare submission. Like, like the mousetrap mm-hmm. when uh, DJ yeah. put it on, on Ryan Borg, Ray, Ray Borg, Borg yeah. right? And then all of a sudden you're on a three fight streak and then you're fighting um you're fighting Korean zombie and you're headlining. It's like, yo, of course Serge is gonna want to renegotiate his contract. Yeah. That's just normal because at the time Serge was a nobody. But then four fights in, he's the biggest attraction. His social media is blowing up. So that's where I think the fighter dispute always comes into play too. Mm-hmm. So I feel them on that. Like if Mazadal wants the money that he wants i can't knock him for that and, and don't get me wrong nate played a big part in selling on msg but still like it takes two to build such a huge fight i'm so not mom, i'm yeah. what i'm saying is i'm not against the talking i just don't like it when it starts to affect the way you fight and i think that this uzman fight is the one that's going to be exposed i think the diaz fight was a favorable like alan said it was a very favorable favorable fight for him the Askren we didn't see anything because it was so fast you can't really judge how he fought no you can't it's, you, it's yeah possible. it was just like oh it was a great knockout super fast but you can't really see where where he was I just like the timing and brilliance of it because you knew As- you know, everyone knows yeah. how Askren fights yeah. he's gonna shoot and just the, the no, timing no that was amazing you gotta yeah. give him credit but the fact that I it will be this will be the first fight where we're gonna I think get to see Mazidal fight a guy at a high level and I don't think it's, he's going to finish him. And I would like to see how he's going to come out. I think all the media and the talking and the, the baptism and this and the pizza eating and all that, I think that's going to get get catch out to him. So you're going with Usman? I'm going by mauling. By, it won't even be close. Okay. I got Usman by, I'm not going to say split decision, but I do think it will be competitive. But I do think Usman wins by decision. I'm going to go four. And I'll even give you a score. I'm going to go 49-46. Um, Masvidal wins the first round. Mm-hmm. And then Usman just starts taking him down, beating him up, taking him up, beating him up. I wonder if there'll be a feeling out process because I do think emotions will be high. Like, all right, Masvidal has been the sport for so long, but I'm just, I'm really interested to see how Usman approaches it. Man, I think that's such a, that's such an X factor, dude. Masvidal gets in your head, like. Because think about Kobe got in his head in a way, like Usman didn't really shoot in that fight. But I think he recognizes, okay, Masvidal, you know, Usman can say whatever he wants in interviews, but he knows Masvidal is capable of putting anyone to sleep. Like, yeah. what he did to Darren Till, it, it gets forgot. What he did to Darren Till is still one of the craziest things in quite some time. Especially how that fight played out where he got dropped, like you said. Right. And also hostile environment. Like, he went into he went to, uh, to England to fight that. 14 months out. Like, people forget, like, 2018, he did not fight. He went on a reality show in Dominican Republic, just kind of reassessed his career and just came back with this mentality and has taken over ever since. Masvidal by baptism. <laughs> Second round. All right, let's Left see. hook? Yeah, yeah, a three-piece in a soda, baby. Oh, could you imagine if he did that? But it could be. Because like, that's the thing. Like, I understand why some people would be a little worried that, okay, Masvidal, he might fatigue a little bit. But at the same time, like this guy's over 50 pro fights. like, And we're not even counting the And if Usman takes him down in the first, Ooh. well, then he's even worse. That's true. I'm even giving him the first because I'm assuming he's gonna be uh, not taking that. If he gets taken on the first, just turn your TV off, man, and then talk, go tweet about congratulations <laughs> to Usman for defending his belt. Yo, guys, this was a pleasure. I'm very excited for the weekend. We actually have 
I think there's five cards over the next three weeks. Next wow. Wednesday's a big card. Next Wednesday, Jared My is fighting Jared. on there. Yeah. Shouts to Jared, man. Good luck. Bring it home. A nice W. And then the following. There's also uh, Till Whitaker. Speaking of Till. That's going to be a slugfest. That's going to be a good yeah. one. So I'm excited, man. Hey, look. Say what you want about the UFC and how they treat some of their fighters and even some of their reporters. And they've had some issues with the media. They're putting on the show. And yeah. They're the only show in town. And I kind of think the UFC has laid the blueprint for all these other sports leagues how to handle this whole COVID-19 situation. Yeah, I got to give props to Dana White. Yeah, you just don't do it in America. Like, I think what they've done with Fight Island going to Abu Dhabi is the smartest move. Because I don't think... Like, I know they got the stuff in Vegas and I know the shows in Florida. But I think now going forward, it's like, okay, well, let's do, we got to do this internationally. Well, wasn't that also more for the international fighters to be yeah. able to get there? Because they couldn't commute to the, to the States? That's true. Like Volkanovski couldn't get there. Yeah. Some of the Brazilians couldn't get in. Right. But I just think it's safer at this point, man. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to take any risks. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Guys, this was a pleasure. Thanks, my man. I appreciate uh, you. As always, Sergio, uh, give people some information where they can find you and all that. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at uh, the Savage, C H E S A V A G E 125. Once upon a time, I used to make 125. So that's the handle, at the Savage 125. <laughs> You find me at Allen underscore Sterk. That's A double L E N underscore S T. This dog off the leash and is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let it drop and me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.